Hello, and welcome to the Designing with Love podcast. I am your host, Jackie Pellegrin, where my goal is to bring you information, tips, and tricks as an instructional designer. Hello, GCU students and alumni. Welcome to episode six of the Designing with Love podcast. Today, I have the honor of interviewing an expert who is also a friend of mine and a former coworker, Anthony Clark. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you for joining me today on this podcast interview. Oh, Jackie, thanks so much for allowing me to be here. I, I was looking forward to this. Absolutely. Definitely. So first, let's jump right in and have you tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, um, again, my name is Anthony Clark. I'm married uh, to my wonderful wife, Stacy. Uh, we've been married for 30 years. Uh, we've got two great and grown sons, Nathan and Ethan. We moved to Arizona 22 years ago. Uh, I was offered a position in what's called the machining industry uh, as a machinist, and uh, which was my starting career out of community college. Uh, when I got here, not many months after, they had a large layoff. It was right at 9-11. And so, you know, being one of the new guys, I was let go. And that started my journey into education, training, and instructional design. I was working for the University of Phoenix uh, where I went on to receive both my master's degrees. One was in management, human resources management, and then the other one was in adult education uh, and training. And so I went on to work with you, Jackie, over at uh, Walden University, and we right. got into training and instructional design together and what a ride that was. And little did we know here we would be 13 years later. Um, you know, I, I worked between that time uh, worked at Intel, Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Arizona, and now uh, I'm working at Apple with T5 Data Center. They're an entity inside of Apple, uh, working with Apple and managed contracts things. So working as a site training specialist uh, now for the Maiden, North Carolina area. Wow, that's exciting. So you've it been is. able to to really work for some really well-known industries. And that's, that's amazing. And working at Apple, that's, that's impressive to see that your journey has taken you there and everything. So you mentioned a little bit about what kind of work you currently do. So if you want to expand upon that a little bit, that'd be great about that. Yeah. Kind of uh, work. Sure. sure. Um, I was literally hired a week ago. I was talking, we were talking a little bit before I was, I was hired a week ago into a new and higher role at Apple uh, with T5 um, I'll be now, uh, what we'll be doing as we move to North Carolina, I'll be the first point of contact for all the training needs for the Apple Maiden North Carolina campus. So my family and I'll be relocating in September back to North Carolina. So we're excited about that. And um, while I'll not be personally training individuals or group, that's not going to be my role. I'm a site training specialist. Uh, but like I said, I'm going to be the first point of contact for their leaders there. So I'll be doing needs analysis. I'll be doing designing and working with logistics and scheduling uh, the trainings in close relationship with my boss. And But I'll still be doing some e-learning development because our group, our group is really based out of Houston Tech or not Houston, Dallas, Texas. Um, and so we still have some things, some needs that are around the country because Apple, we have places all over uh, data centers all over. So, you know, there's still things that need to be done. Um, but we'll have a, um, in 
later on here in the near future, we're going to have a instructional designer, e-learning developer in the near future that's going to be working with me as well. So what I'll be doing is meeting with the leaders to discuss all the different groups they have there, such as site services, uh, facilities, logistics, et cetera. And I'll be helping them with all of the uh, pieces that are needed to come up with those specific trainings, the, you know, the logistics of all of it. Wow. That's exciting. It Does is. this also give you an opportunity to travel to the different uh, sites as well? Will you have you that know, chance? That's that's a great question. Um, I know that they have that they're going to. My boss was talking a little bit about it. We're not sure yet how all that's going to to play in uh, to the pieces, but I am assuming it, that you know there's going to be some travel uh, possible, and so it it. For me, it's like it's a big, but they all come in like we're here right now in Arizona. I'm here located in Arizona at the Mesa Data Center. And so they'll come in. The group will have a big uh, what you would call mini conference like we used to have at Walden. Remember when we get all the groups together and we would have all of our discussions and go over our visions and the boss, you know, our our. Um, Manager would go over them, you know, the the vision for the group and what you know what new uh, pieces we were going to be working on, things like that. And so that's what we do, and it's really great. We have a team that's like a well-oiled machine. Like our boss, um, Roger is just like he's amazing. Like he's probably, if not one of the the best boss I've ever had. He's not a micromanager. He expects you to do your work. Now he's not. You know, he's not just sitting there going, okay, just do whatever. He, he he expects you to make it happen, and we make it happen. And everybody's good at something, and that's one thing I've pushed our group is that whatever you're good at, let's use that. Let's utilize it. And that's what's made me good at being in, in instructional design over the years is helping people, pulling the best out of people to becoming that piece and working on that piece and being the best piece you can be in that puzzle because it's going to make us all that much better. Then that way we can look at you and whenever you need something, you can look at us. And so it's really been a great big help for our group. That's amazing. Yeah. It's kind of like that sports analogy, right? We're, you know, we work like a team and we all do our part to come together exactly. and make it happen. Yeah. Exactly. It's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Wonderful. So how did you become interested in the in this position and even in the, the wider industry that you currently work in? How did that come about? You. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel humbled by that. No, yeah, no. You know, really, like I like you and I started out together in ambitions at Walden. And right. you know, we just you know, we just wanted to help people. That's what we were doing. Right. And then Candace, our boss, she basically kicked us out the door. Literally, folks, she kicked us out. She said, listen, you guys are too good. Um, There's training positions that are open. There's instructional design position that's open and you need to move. You need to go because you've got a lot more potential. And so, you know, it was one of those things where you don't really see it as a benefit. You're kind of like unsure. And then, you know, when we got there and we thought, you know, because everybody else before us had done really well when they moved over in the position, we thought we were going to do really well. And then we did, we didn't get what we thought we was going to get. And it's like, man, now we got more work. And right. it was just, but 
in saying all that jokingly, it was really, you know, you really got to see that you weren't just helping one person. Like in admissions, we were helping one individual to get through at a time. But here we were doing trainings, building trainings that were going to be helping 50 people, 100 people. And now not only that, you were going to help help families. You were changing dynamics. You were doing things. So that's really what kind of got it all started. Um, You know, but for me, I started out rough. Like, hey, I'm just being straightforward. It was hard. I had some really rocky times, Um, you know, but when others, you know, Jackie, I'm like this, when others can't see it in you, you have to see it for yourself. You have to see it in yourself. And so I knew that I could do it. I knew that I could be, I got to my master's degrees. I knew that I had the ability to do, you know, and to be the best. And so, you know, I'm good at what I do and I love what I do. So it's always, you know, just been important to me, you know, talking about the industry, it's always been important to me to get myself into the best online universities or companies in America, Fortune 500 companies are better. So like I was telling you before, you know, when people are looking at my resume, you know, I'm 52 years old. And when you're 52 years old, you know, people, they start quit looking at you because there's younger, there's younger people, they're learning different things. But what helps me is by being at these companies, you know, the Lord helped me set this up because it wasn't just me. You know, I thank the Lord for his blessings in my life. But having these companies on my resume, like Intel, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Apple, University of Phoenix, Walden University, they know when people see my resume, it helps get my resume to the front of the line. So when employers see my resume, they know that they're getting someone that has been in the best groups out there. They've been a part of the best cultures in America and they know what to expect because, you know, I've worked hard to be the best. And so I really feel like that that's been the difference maker. That's what's really helped me is because helping people see the lights come on, being with companies. Um, You know, I want to tell you this one quick story about that to tell you how crazy it is, how, how great it is. I tell, I want to push people to, to do that. Be at the best companies. Look for it. Don't just don't just go and put in for any job. Look for the job you want and put in for it and tell yourself, I'm going to get this. Do what you know, you got to do it. You got to put it in. You got to have that mentality. Um, I remember when I first went to app or Intel, rather, when I went to Intel for the first day, you had to walk up these stairs, Jackie, to get to the second floor where my office was located. When I walked up that steps, that first step, uh, set of floor or steps on the, that floor to get up to my office, I heard three different conversations in three different languages. One was Mandarin, one was in Spanish, and one was in some other language. I do not know what it was. I don't. It was Middle Eastern of some sort. And I was like, I saw these young people, and I was like, man, it just rejuvenated me because I was in, you know, I was in my mid forties and here I was and getting a chance to work at Intel. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And it pushed me and it just re it, it made me come back alive. And that's what pushed me to go even harder. And it's brought me to where I am today. And so I'm very grateful for all those people, everyone that had a place uh, in helping me, you know, all the way back to University of Phoenix, all the way forward, helping me to get where I am today. And you too, you know, I appreciate you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's it's all a team effort. And yes. to know that, yeah, so it sounds like 
you know, you want to make sure that people don't stay stagnant where they are or settle, right? For something. Don't ever settle. Push yourself, right? Yeah. I, I tell I tell that to all my students all the time, push yourself. And, um, you know, it may be hard. You may be sometimes running against the wind, but that's okay because the Lord will be with you and, you know, you're going to always have him there. Yeah. You know, Jackie, I can tell you this. I'll say this because I'm sure that your students will probably listen to it. If you guys ever, you know, I'm just saying this out to the students, alumni, whoever, if you ever wondered about, Jackie Pellegrin and where she comes from, I can tell you her humble beginnings. I can, I know exactly sitting right against the window seat. Uh, we were back there and there was a lot of rough days, a lot of rough days. And we just kept grinding. We didn't know why we were grinding sometimes, but we kept grinding. And, you know, she has, she has everything like people, people that know her would hire her in a heartbeat. I've, talked to her many times. Hey, Jackie, there's openings around here, you know, and stuff. So, you know, she is good at what she does. She's very good. Very good. Thank you, Anthony. I appreciate that. Oh, you kidding? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like you are that good. That's why I'm saying it. Right. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, So are there any specific areas in which you're expanding your knowledge and skills in, in this particular field right now? You know, yeah, uh, Jackie, for me personally, um, it's always been about micro learning. Um, that has been, I believe, the game changer for all learning and development. Think about this scenario based trainings, AI, AR, VR. I mean, it's all great stuff. Don't get me wrong. It deserves all the credit it's receiving right now. But there were other things. There were other things that came out before all this showed up. I mean, back in the day when we first got started, you know, the things now, it's interactive. It pulls in the learners. It confirms. It solidifies the learning. And here comes the dreaded word, Jackie. But mm-hmm. you can have all of these things. You can use AI. You can use VR, uh, AR, all these different things. But if your training is long, I don't care how good it is. You're working against the goal you're trying to reach and accomplish, even starting as low, or I should say as low, starting as small as when you're working on your school projects. You need to think about that a lot. You're, you make something long, you're going to lose your learner's interest because for workers, time is money, time is freedom to spend with their family, time is valuable. And time is not what they have a lot of. I just read an article that experts are saying we have to catch the learner's attention. Uh, This has been a statistic has been building that we have to catch the learner's attention in the first eight to 10 seconds. And that learner's attention span after that is like 10 to 15 minutes. Think about that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Today, learners want the main pieces. Why? and how, and let me get back to work. You and your learning and development group might get all excited about how great the role play is that you built or how dynamic your e-learning is with all the wow moments and buttons, but consider your learner. That learner may have been, may be in a, in a job role that they have been put on a performance review. Their job demands may have changed. Their families are counting on them to make every moment count. So, What that means to me is I need to help them as much as I'm helping the leaders. 
you know, I think about a, a Hershey kiss, you know, you ever had a Hershey kiss when you just having that chocolate craving and you eat that Hershey kiss is like, Oh man, wow. You know, this just made my day. Well, that's what micro learning is for me because I need to help them. You know, I need to be that Hershey's kiss and help them as much as I'm helping the leaders. Micro learning helps to cut out all the clutter makes every moment of my five to 10 minute training memorable, effective, and concise. So that is what I'm trying to continually and constantly get better at because there's plenty of websites, articles out there. I think you even did a, uh, need, people need to go back and listen. You did a, uh, a podcast on that, on the micro learnings. Uh, I guess it was not too long ago we were talking. And, you know, you've got ATD. Uh, LinkedIn, e-learning industry. There's all kinds of things out there that you can help to get better, uh, you know, better at what you're doing and trying to make that just that much more greater because micro learning is where it's at. I don't care what anybody tells you. I've been all over this place and I can tell you everybody, everybody wants something that's quick to the point and helps them be better. They can take it out right now and use it. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's really nice is that uh, for those of my students and those in the industry that use Rise 360, they have a micro learning uh, yes. part. So you can either create a full course or a micro learning. And uh, they have a lot of templates, too, which is really great. So they're promoting that micro learning concept and trying to help learners and developers to do that. So it's really exciting uh, yeah. as well. So exactly. there, That's yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, that's fine. I was just going to ask you if there's specific um, instructional design models or theories that you think complement micro learning really well to kind of help with that, because micro learning can be a great way to have that rapid development and be able to turn out that learning much quicker. Right. Yeah. You know, and I would be I'd be telling you a fib if I said, you know, there's something specific like I probably fall into some of these categories like Sam you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Sam is a big one, you know, and it's it's not just because it's three letters and it spells out somebody's name. But, uh, you right. know, it, it it is, you know, it's very um, it's built on that type of agile learning. You know, it can change on a dime. And if you need something changed right away. And I think that's really when it comes down to micro learning, I think that what it becomes is when you're in an industry, like I can tell you for a fact, I was when I was working at Intel, you get to the place to where people, you know, they say, OK, we want this. And so you're like, OK, you go through all the questions, you know, you you do it out just exactly the way you wrote it out. And all oh, this is perfect. And, you know, they're going to love this. And they're they're talking really great. And then all of a sudden you talk to them on Wednesday by Friday. That's changed. And now, you know oh my gosh, they just bought a new system. We're bringing in a new system. So guess what? Put that project on hold. We've got to do something else. Or they say, no, you know what? This is not going to work now. We've got to change this and go a different direction. you got to be be able to change on a dime. So going with Addy, while it is very thorough, it's not going to work, mm-hmm. right? It's just not going to be because you don't have enough time. You don't have a month to put into something and go through and do a poll with all the groups and say, Hey, what did you see here? And what are you doing? So, you know, for me, it's again, what makes it fast, efficient and effective. Right. Um, 
that's really what it comes down to. And while I love all these things that are out there, I've tried the AI models. I've done, uh, I've used it. I've built some. I think I even sent you something that I'd made a couple of months back um, for one of our groups. And it's really cool. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But again, if you're not getting things out there quickly within a couple of minutes, like I can tell you right now, most of the trainings that I've got right now that I've built right now, I could, I, you could see them within three to seven minutes. That's awesome. Wow. And so that, that's, yeah. that's, you know, that gets it out there and people are like, well, yeah, but how can you get everything out? You know, you've got a bunch of questions. You can build scenario based questions that ask them quick to the point references back to the materials you're trying to confirm the learning with. So don't think that you can't, you got to learn to think outside the box in this, in this type of environment, if you want to be the best. Right. And it focuses on, you want to be the best. You got to focus on that and make it to where it's just one objective. Right. So you're not trying to teach them three different things in one 10 minute video, because otherwise there's that cognitive load problem, right? Where you're, you're overwhelming the learner and they're just not, how are they going to remember three different things in 10 minutes? Right. It's just not going to happen. Let me, let me tell you one other story. This is hilarious. I tell everybody this story. I said, this is the kind of things that you see in industries that people do not get and why you need to be, to be good at your position. You need to be able to talk to people, work with people, understand people and it is a people business. You know, if you're not into people, if you don't like to talk to people, then you're in the wrong industry because you definitely have to work with people and help them to understand what they, you know, what they're looking for. And maybe they don't see it right now, but you're there to help design that canvas and help paint that picture for them so that they can see better. I was at Intel and I lie you not, there was a uh, physicist uh, that had had a, uh, engineer um, program that he wanted to get done. My boss came to me and she said, Anthony, you know, I need you to work with such and such. And he's got this and he needs this done. I said, okay. So I go in there, God be my witness, Jackie. I get handed a 400, 400. I, I'm not, I'm not forgetting anything. I'm not adding to it. I'm telling you 400 PowerPoint slides. Oh my One gosh. PowerPoint slide. I, I couldn't even get it on my computer, right? You know how big that is? And he yeah. had all this stuff. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And, he, and his words to me were this. I don't want you to change it. I don't want you to touch it. I want you to put it together in a, in a e-learning and, and get it out there. So what do you do? Like, right? Do you just march in there and say, well, you're not going to get it this way. This is what I'm going to do. This is where the people point comes in, where you have to be good at your job and be people minded and learner minded. Right. And this is where the micro learning comes in. So what I tried and I I was able to get across to him is, listen, I don't want to change your stuff because you you're the engineer. You're the SME. I'm just the instructional designer. I'm trying to bring and broadcast that incredible piece that you just put together out to the masses so that people can be better at their jobs and help you to take load off of you. When I built him up, I built him up like I made him feel good about who he was. And then I helped him to understand, listen, if I break this down into chapters, into pieces, 
then your learners are going to be able to take away everything that you taught them and they're going to be able to duplicate what you've done. Therefore, you're going to be able to get out on those new projects that you've been so trying hard to do. And now you can have guys coming in behind you that you know they're not going to mess things up. When I did that, he took that and he said, let's do it. And so that was part of that. And that's like, that's one of the best stories I've ever had. Uh, And it, it, it led to different things. It led to they Intel has this thing they call the fellowship. It's basically their, their doctorates. They have their PhDs and these guys are the, uh, thinking tank, if you will, uh, at Intel. And I had one of their guys, uh, reach out to me and, uh, ask me about helping with one of the projects after that. So if you can do those things, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, I've been there. I know what these guys are looking for. And I, like I said, I had a hard start. Jackie can tell you it was hard for me when I first got started. You know, it was hard for me to get between goals and objectives. I was, there were such fine lines there. I was like a goal and objective. I thought they were the same, you know, but you know, it was just that one of those things. But once the lights kick on, you know, you're trying to help. If you can keep in your mind, I'm trying to help these adult learners to be better so that they can help their families. If you can keep that in your mind, you're going to do so much better than somebody that's just out here trying to get a check and trying to woo people. That just right. doesn't work. After a while, it wears off. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like the, the newness. Yeah. It wears off. You built that trust and rapport. And I think that's so important to build that. And and then they look to you for being that expert and there's, they want to do future projects. So building that early on is so important. Absolutely. Yeah, it really yes. is. Jackie. Yes. So the final question, and I think even one of the most important um, for for all of my students and those that are getting ready to graduate, what are some tips and advice that you can share with those who are currently in the master's program in instructional design at GCU? Sure. Wow. You know, it's, I want to tell you, even just getting to this point, first and foremost, if you're listening to this broadcast, um, I want to tell you, congratulations. You worked your butt off to get here. You got to your bachelor's degree. That was a grind. Uh, the support, everybody that that got you here, all that stuff. So I want to say congratulations on getting to be what you're truly trying to be, you know, being the best at what you can be. Um, And I thought about this. The first thing that I would literally do, uh, Jackie, is I would get 10 to 20 interview questions and sign up if you're not already signed up, but sign up on LinkedIn and can uh, you know, and and get connected to some instructional designers that are out in the field. Now, I know Jackie's good. She's very good. But get outside of there. Get outside of the box. Get somebody that you don't even know and find out, you know, hook up with some of these groups. These instructional design groups are all over LinkedIn and connect somebody and get those 10 to 20 questions. And the first question I want you to ask them, the very first question is, what's a bad day like? Don't ask them what a good day is like, because everybody will tell you what a good day is like. I can tell you all kinds of great stories, but ask you, ask them what a bad day is like, because I'm going to tell you something. And this is what I've always stressed to students back in the day when I was working with students and in every field that I've helped young people in and even adults in when they were changing careers. If you can get and deal with that bad day, imagine how you're going to feel when you get to the good day. 
All right. You've got to be able to deal with a bad day because if you can't deal with a bad day, then you obviously are not going to get to do it. So that's my very first thing. I always tell people when you're looking to do something different, when you're looking at this is what I want to do with my life, your first question should be, what's a bad day like? And if you like that, if you're okay with that, you're going to be fine. Just keep on rolling. So that's the first piece. The second thing that, um, and, and you and I have been in this so many times, Jackie, is learning to be okay with chaos. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, I agree. you got to learn to be okay with chaos. Treat your class projects like you would treat a deadline in business, right? You know, and I know some of you may not have been in business before, but you know when you're, uh, you know how you get when you're running behind on a project that's due for class and it carries a big portion or weight of your final grade? Well, that happens regularly in a business atmosphere, regularly. And so the groups that you work with will tell you, we want this. But then at the same time, that group turns around a week and you've almost got the project completed and and they want to change in some way. The timeline just got moved up by a week. They need it next Monday. So use this type of process um, and those projects in your schooling to keep yourself ready at all times and to keep yourself pushing yourself to doing good and doing it fast. Because when you get out in the work field, they're going to expect you to know this stuff. They're going to expect you to be moving. Now, don't get me wrong. They're not going to come out here and just drop the biggest project of your life on you, but you're going to feel like it. Like I know, I mean, I can't speak for Jackie, but I can kind of feel because we talk a lot or we've talked a lot in the past. We felt that way when we first got into it, when they, it was a simple stuff. And we thought, oh, my Lord. And, you know, you're going back and forth with each other and other individuals like, hey, can you help me? I need to create a click box. You remember that back in the day, Jackie, click yes. boxes and captivate when it was yes. really old, old captivate, like a, using a calculator. Um, so, yeah. So use the use this time to understand and learn to be OK with chaos, because I promise you. That is what this industry is built on. Training and instructional design is all about helping to smooth out the chaotic pieces in in business. Um, the third thing I would tell you is we just spoke about a little bit. Push yourself to be the best. You know, never be satisfied with whatever everybody else is doing, uh, you know, to get by. You're going to get paid to do this in the future. So you're going to get paid a little bit or you're going to get paid a lot, depending on solely on how well you do and how good you are. Jackie and I both and other individuals like ourselves had to work very hard to get where we're at. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen because we wished it to. It was faith walking in shoe leather. Like you had to make it happen. You had to study. You had to take extra time because people have asked me before. They're like, you know, why do you why do you work, you know, in hours? And I'm just telling you about me. I'm not telling you you have to do this. I'm not telling you everybody. I know people that would frown at this and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you asked people to do this. But let me let me just shoot straight with you. okay? let me just be blunt with you. okay? I've worked a lot of hours that I didn't get paid for a lot. And I did it because I wanted to be good. I was either on a Saturday learning some new technology. Um, I was on lynda.com back in the day when lynda.com, now they're LinkedIn learning. I've been Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn learning, learning new 
new ways of doing things. I just got done a little while back with an AI project. I was learning how to use that. Took me all day to do something probably other guys could have done simply. But I didn't know the technology at that point. And so now I do. But I'm saying spend the time so that you can get paid in the in the future. There's one kid, I want one story that comes to my mind is his name is Marvin Harrison Jr. If you don't know who he is, I would suggest look him up on YouTube. You'll find him. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a football player for The Ohio State University. And his dad was Marvin Harrison, uh, and he's senior, and he played for the Indianapolis Colts with uh, Peyton Manning and won a Super Bowl. Now, I said that to say this. Marvin Harrison Jr., they caught him. In the on the training facility, it's a dome. He was in there two or three o'clock in the morning catching balls, catching balls. He said, Man, what are you doing? He said, Man, I want to be the best. I want to be the best. If you look up now, he's one of the highest receivers. He doesn't miss. You throw him the ball, I don't care if it's wherever it's at, he's going to get it. He's going to get paid. He doesn't need the money. His dad's a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. I'd say millionaire. <laughs> let's let's tone that back. Let's be straight. <laughs> but he doesn't need the money, but he wants to be the best at what he does. There's pride in what he's doing. And that's what I say. If you want to be good at what you're doing, you're going to get paid for it. You're either going to pay little or a lot. How good do you want to be paid? That's the way. I, and how good do you want to feel about yourself? And how good do you want people to feel? So that's the third thing. And then the final thing that I want to you know, say is this, and I mean this with everything that's in me, and Jackie knows my life. She's been around me a lot all my life, or I should say all my life, but, you know, in my instructional design life, she's been around me and she knows me. Um, Keep the Lord Jesus first in your life. And I'm not just saying that. I live it every day because I don't want to know my life without him. I grew up in church. My dad was a pastor. My granddad was a pastor. But that didn't make me anything. I wanted to be what the Lord wanted me to be. And I want to stay in the church. You know, I don't want to know what life is like without the Lord. I haven't found anything better and you never will. This life is hard. It's hard to navigate schooling, jobs, family. Everything is getting tougher these days with technology at the speed of light. And you make at least it's on average 3000 decisions per day. Per day, consciously and unconsciously. And I'm talking like you get up, you brush your teeth. Just getting up is a decision, right? Just getting up. So you make 3,000 decisions per day on average. Now think about how important, if just 1% of those decisions is important, that's 30 decisions that you're going to make every day that are very important to your life. And for me, the most important decision in my life is staying close to the Lord Jesus Christ, period. There is no substitution. There is no job that's worth my relationship with the Lord. I've turned down jobs because of it. I've walked away with a smile because of it. And I'm not going to change who I am or what I'm doing. I would rather make everything with and make all my decisions with Jesus on my side than the alternative. And that's, that. that's where I leave it. Yeah. Thank you, Anthony. This is very insightful. And I think our, uh, a lot of my students will, will love this and, and really get a lot of rich information out of it because 
you know, we want to be able to um, learn from each other. And so I think having you as an expert come into this and and speak into it, you're in the trenches every day, just like me. And so we're able to shed some light on that and, and help, uh, help our future instructional designers and e-learning developers and curriculum developers. Those that, like you said, want to help others and want to do good and, and doing, doing the Lord's work at the end of the day. I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. So I appreciate your time and um, we'll be releasing this soon. So it'll be exciting. So thank you so much for your time again. Oh, you're welcome. And listen, like, you know, if you're with Jackie, you know, a friend of Jackie's is a friend of mine. So if your students need anything, Jackie, if they've got a question down the road that, you know, they're just curious about, please feel free. You've got my contact information. Feel free to, um, you know, get with me and let me know and I'll do everything I can to help. And, you know, because that's what it's all about. People helped us. If people hadn't helped us, you know, um, and I know you'll know this, I'll stop with this making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Remember that? Yes, I do. (laughs) I do. So it's all about making that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I thank Mm -hmm. Kim Haslam for that because it definitely changed, you know, it changed the dynamics. And so I want to help you. I want to help you guys out. So anything I can do, please let me know. I appreciate that. Yeah, because our student, all the students here will have real life projects. So if they ever need a authentic learner to test something out, you know, right they can on. come to you too. I right appreciate on. that. Yeah, Thanks again, welcome. Anthony. Yes, ma'am. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this podcast episode today. Please take a moment to like the episode and share it with others so they can learn about this topic as well. Have a great day.